0: Yes, they said this would be the greatest season in NFL history. But did we really think the greatest season would have so much pandemonium? That's what's going on currently in the NFL. We're going to talk about that. And with the pandemonium, brings a familiar foe back into the game, as we like to call it, the New England Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, they are back. Are they the most dangerous team currently in the AFC? And we're going to talk about a team that – well, one point was we were figuring out maybe this could be the next dynasty. Well, is it time for the all-in rebuild up in Seattle? And, of course, our weekly top 10 rankings next, Keys of the City. Yeah, Keys to the City, baby. When well, you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness and Great. the making double up on facts we stating podcasting cruise control city state donation so what you saying what we saying prime information facts keys to the city we're locking the statements
1: streaming every friday
0: and ladies and gentlemen we are back clovercrest media presents keys to the city we're streaming on all social media platforms at like keys to the city so comment like subscribe or share or you could check out the Joseph Aguirre at podcast or Joe at Twitter or Clovercrest Media, where there are many more podcasts. I know that we are big sports guys, but there is also Murder Mysteries. I know everybody loves those Murder Mysteries nowadays. They are very popular. They're like hotcakes. They're selling like hotcakes. Everybody likes Murder Mysteries. Plus, you've got the sports team at Clovercrest Media. So go check us out at ClovercrestMedia.com. We were just getting into a heated, heated debate because right now, That's what the NFL has given us this entire season. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we are here talking about kind of like very similar to how we've talked about the New York Yankees for 163 games this season. You didn't know what you were going to get each and every game. Well, in the sense of the NFL, you didn't know what we're going to get each and every week. And here's the great thing about well, specifically this year. We've seen we see parody a lot. We see it in. The NBA, probably best out of the four major professional sports leagues. Hockey, you get parity a lot, but it's not talked about enough. Did you just say parity in the NBA? Hold on, Ted. Hold on, please. Yes, there is parity in the NBA. There is, because it's a wide-open league. The NHL,
1: we don't see... Dude, just the fact that Knicks are competitive again tells you well, all I need to know, you know, know the that? NBA. <laughs> Wait a minute. Parity in the
0: NBA, you know I had to start to think. Don't make a dumb statement like that, okay, because I'm going to be Bruce Arians for, like, for right now. Don't make a dumb statement, to the NBA. The NBA has been the same four teams in the championship for the past eight years, maybe 10. What do you mean, okay. parody? Anyways, thank you for once again being the – never mind. Don't worry about it. I won't say that. Jackass. Bob. Yeah, you are the typical, yeah, you're the typical <laughs> jackass because that's what you are. Just let the man get to his point. But no, Ted has to steal the spotlight because it's Ted's world. And guess what? Everybody lives in it except this guy because I am the man right now. Yeah, so listen up. Church, Anyways, listen out. up and shut up. This is what I'm going to talk about. The parody. We see it in the MLB as well. But ultimately in the sense of, yes, you see the Astros. Yes, you see the Dodgers, the Yankees but it's always a team that's, in the end, been winning the past couple of years, the Atlanta Braves, the Washington Nationals. You don't really see it in the NFL. You don't really see it. You haven't seen it in the past 20 years because of a team in the New England Patriots who have dominated the league for quite some time. For the past couple of years, it was the Kansas City Chiefs that were dominating the NFL season. Now you're at a point right now that we can honestly say, and they've been talking about it throughout, biggest season in the NFL, the longest season, most historical season in the NFL. What we didn't know about this season was the pandemonium and the chaotic um, results each and every week. And that's what it's going on currently in the NFL. So I wanted to start off with this show, and I'm going to get into it with you guys. Has parity led to pandemonium in the NFL? Because I just want to give off. So I wrote down some game results from week one all the way to week 10 for teams that were Supposed to win were big favorites coming in and ended up losing. So week one, it started right from the get-go. Baltimore Ravens lose to the Raiders. Green Bay Packers lost to the Saints. Big upsets at the time. Two Super Bowl favorites getting beat. Week four, Arizona losing to the Ra- Arizona over the Rams. We didn't know Arizona was going to be at that point that maybe this is a legit Arizona football team. Cincinnati over Baltimore week seven. Cincinnati beats the Baltimore Ravens. Doesn't happen a lot. They dominated. Week eight. New Orleans over Tampa, the Jets over the Bengals. Anytime the Jets win, it's a big deal. Week nine, Denver over Dallas, Jacksonville over Baltimore or Buffalo, Titans over Rams, Chiefs over Packers, some big teams, so big names, big upsets. And then most recently this week, and it just happened last night as well, Miami, it started and finished with upsets. The Miami Dolphins beating the Baltimore Ravens, the Washington football team beating Tampa Bay, and last night on Monday night, San Francisco giving a shalakin to the L.A. Rams. So, guys, has the parody led to this pandemonium of an NFL season? Joe, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, look, um, it, it's funny. Just over the past few weeks, when sports betting was legalized in Connecticut, and I jumped all over, all over that. <laughs> no, it's it not would, a good time it would go. just make sense that there would be this massive amount of parody in the NFL. I know we got a little into a heated discussion before the show. I legit think they were five Super Bowl contenders last year. I think this year there's a, at least twelve teams on at my list. 10. That, I would say if 10, they, the best if, right now. if if those teams were in the Super Bowl come February, I I won't paint myself shocked because again there is such parity. Any given Sunday, man how how does how does Dallas come off that that? Debacle against Denver, and light up Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's easily. I think that was easy. Not easily. Believe. Dallas should have won the game. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas, totally should have won the game. Blowing them out like that after they got that's, blown out—you don't see the that thing? often. Atlanta, that's not a thing that happens in the NFL. I
0: think well, 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 hundred
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I get that. And but I listen. To Dallas, field, like, well... I wanted to drop Dallas out of my top ten. Last week. That's how bad that game was. And I thought, here we go again. For them to respond the way that they did. Against a team they definitely should have beaten. But to pound the crap out of them like they did, very impressed. I thought the 49ers 49ers were on life support. And they blow the Rams out. I mean, blow them out. Yeah. yeah. I put money on the Raiders. I thought the Raiders maybe had something special. I thought the Chiefs were donezo. Nope. I
0: I think at the end of the day you're gonna end you're gonna end up seeing the same teams that you expected to be good, good. Listen, you're gonna I get the parity. probably I, listen here's the thing. So Trev, I know I interrupted you. So I'm thinking parody, right? I was thinking no other sport has more parity than the NFL. I I thought your statement was completely wrong. But I mean I guess I understand where you're coming from where the NFL has pretty much had the same five Super Bowl champions for the past twenty years, give or take. Right? It's the look at the quarterbacks. Patriots. It's been very similar. Like, and I get it. Where baseball hasn't had a repeat champ, well, repeat champion in I think it was like twenty-one years since but the. At, but here's the thing: the way I look at it, yeah. though, is it's always like the same five teams of baseball, give or take. Maybe baseball has the best parity of all. Um, but NFL, I always feel like there, there's always such parity. But if you're talking at the end of the day, overall champion. There's not much parity. But I'm saying if you go look at the records and teams, they're all they're always – you see a fourth-place team one year and they're the first-place team next year. And then a first-place team goes – that's what the NFL is about. I'm not shocked about – the Bills and the Dallas Cowboys were the easiest bets this week, if you were talking about it. It happens every year in the NFL. Watch it. Who's playing Baltimore next week? Whoever's playing Baltimore, beware. I think it's clear. Yeah. Beware, I, the New I, York, beware, the, beware the New York Giants, I mean, too. <laughs> here's, that's what I'm saying. The Giants, I mean, Tampa Bay is going to lose two streaks. We'll lose to Trevor <laughs> Simeon and Tyler, uh, Taylor Heineke. okay? And then lose the Daniel Jones The coach, Jones call, on night the coach on is calling them out. And listen, I, I'm hoping the Giants play really well, and we'll get into the Giants more so at the end of the week, maybe early next week because they're on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, and the Giants should have their players back. They're going to have Barker. looks like Matt Purr and um, Thomas will be back. Hopefully, I mean this might be the healthiest we'll be going into Monday Night Football since week. Actually, probably not even week one because we were missing players. With that being said, though, you like Dallas. You you knew it was coming. They even like when you listen to Dak's press conference. They just it happens in the NFL. Like every week, you see it. You you see it more so in college. You know because they're young kids. There's other things going on, but you always see these kind of what would be stinkers games every you know you see a team just pull on a stinker i mean here's the thing perfect example i was talking about the giants being seattle last year up in seattle you know what i mean have no chance cole mccoy i mean they should have never beat seattle last year they win how how they win and then like the next week you lose to like same Mary's of the blind and just you don't understand why and when these teams live just that's that's why i understand the the parody in the nfl because it happens week in and week out you have the Bengals one week look like like, uh, you know, Super Bowl champs, the next week they score the first seven points and, and give up 45 straight points. The NFL, you just – you could see things develop. The Chiefs, you knew they were going to eventually get back against the Raiders. You, you could see it because the better teams always find a way to come back together and put it all together. And Dallas is a great team. All right? My my look, thing is about this – go ahead. Go finish No, it. no. Absolutely. Go ahead, bud. No, my thing was with the whole parity thing. In the past years, we've seen about a handful of teams. Last year, we said realistically, maybe I thought at one point it was only four teams, four or five teams in the in the NFL that was going to win the Super Bowl. But two years ago, it was the Forty Nine. You felt it was the Forty Nine ers and Chiefs. That was it, it was destined to be those two teams. This year, and and specifically the AFC, you really can't. And hell, you put the NFC because. You have five legit teams that could be representing the NFC. And then in the AFC, it's anyone's blogging. There's just, there is chaos. When you think of chaos, we always like to talk about college football with chaos. When we think of chaos, we're thinking put the picture of the AFC up. Because that's what chaos should be the definition of well, in the sports world for 2021. Because right now, we can't sit here, and I bet a lot of people in the NFL world, and don't say that you can and be confident about it. Because right now, you have, Joe, out. like I said, you said 12 teams. I'd say at best, right now, 10, maybe 12 teams that have a legitimate shot to go to a Super Bowl. Hell, Joe. and even win a Super Bowl. My thing is, also, I was doing my top 10 list. And it was just hard to just put the rankings. Like we have the similar type t- top 10 teams, but it really was tough for me in the sense of where do I rank them? Because each week it's a different sign. It's a different picture. Whereas you're seeing the highs of the great teams. And then you see the next week, you're seeing the lows of these great teams. It's just, that's what make has made this season so incredible to watch is because not just the, the obvious, playmakers and the highlights and all that stuff but it's each and every week at the start of hell even well, Thursday night to here listen all, to this hold on all the way to Monday night at 11:30 you don't know what to expect each and every week you can't sit there confidently and this goes for betting and this goes for fantasy and this just goes for watching regular football games you can't sit tell me and sit down from the beginning of Thursday all the way to the end of Monday night you can't sit here and say I don't know what to expect each and every week because we've seen it from week one. And now we're hitting week 11, and we're still sitting here saying, I don't know who to pick right now as a Super Bowl team. Well, here's a perfect example. Here's a perfect example of what we're talking about. Last week, Arizona plays the 49ers with Colt McCoy, and they're both receivers no. out. And Chase Edmonds out. And they destroy San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Then Arizona comes home this week. Gets a little world. bit more healthier and gets blown out by Carolina and San Francisco on life support, Joe, as you were making your statement earlier, just physically beat up the Rams last night. Yep. That's that's why I don't know if it's parity. I don't know what maybe there's a better word for it. But I told you last night, too, Trev, to your statement, you are correct on this. There's 12 teams above 500 in the AFC. All right. That's freaking insane. No, we have to see that, here's what they no, I know it I, is, but it's I, a freaking it, insane. You say pandemonium, I say success. This is what makes the NFL the best sport. Because when the Yankees play the Orioles, you can put your money on it. Nine out of ten times the Yankees are gonna take care of business against your own. This when you bet your money on Sunday NFL football, like the movie came out with Al Pacino any given Sunday. Anyone can win, and that's what the because it doesn't matter. We saw this last year. The Jaguars first week of the season took care of business against the Colts, and they didn't win a game for the rest of the season. Explain that to me. How does the Jets beat the Titans? All right. How 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 do the how do the Browns destroy the Bengals and then they're and just get walloped against the New England Patriots after scoring the first seven and then lose by lose by thirty eight points. How does Arizona take care of business, in San Francisco? You know what I mean? What what explains it? I don't know. I'll put it this way. I think the reason why there's such parity in the NFL and why there's no dominant teams, I mean, there will be. You look at the end of the season, there'll be a team 13-4. and four. The Packers might be 14-3 and three, is because there's so many great players in the NFL. There really is. There are so many superstars on teams that, thank God, the league has 32 teams because if they were ever condensed, could you imagine – I mean, you just think—even the bad teams think about some of the personnel that they have. So you know, finish up this point, and then we'll get on to the next
1: one. Listen, here, here's the the main thing. You know, it's a lot like fighting when you're talking about football teams. Is some teams match up well with other teams? Match up, and
0: Joe, I heard you talking about this with Covington on the John uh, the drone with jabs. I believe you said. Covington could be two, three out of fifty. The guy's ranked three out of fifty, but when it comes to Usman, he, he that's his speed. That's
1: his roadblock. There you go. Yeah, and I and I. So I mean, I look. I I think parody's great for the NFL, and uh, I think look, it's great for idea, sports. The idea that right, us as Giants fans are like, maybe a wild card. Why not? Um, yeah. Is every reason why parody is great for the NFL. Betting wise, no, it sucks. It's really bad, but it, it, it certainly does make this very interesting. I think in a lot of these situations where these upsets occurred, I do. I think it ended up being a matchup thing. You know, you could even argue right now, throw out that junker game that the Packers had in week one when, you know, Rogers had he even worn pads yet before that first game. Yeah. And you take out the Jordan Love loss. You're talking about basically an undefeated Packers team. So, like Teddy was just saying, by the end of the season, uh, the Packers could very well put themselves in position to be considered the favorite or the elite or a legit Super Bowl contender, as as you're saying. But it's also possible between now and then, the way things have been playing out, ah, I don't know. Let's see what happens because everybody who was building momentum that's not the Packers or Titans has lost all that momentum. And I think more importantly, you know, look, it's not the loss you have against the Jets. It's what did you do the week that you came back? And the Titans won that game. And the Cowboys won their comeback game this week. And so to see teams get right, you feel good to see the Rams and to see the way the Bucs have played their last two games. Yeah. You could say, look, you could say based on talent. They're definitely Super Bowl contenders, but – If, if talent was what we measure teams in, the Giants are a really talented football team that can't win games or keep guys on the field. So no. you have to play the games. You have to win the games. So uh, to me, that still remains to be seen. I mean, right now, the hottest team, in my opinion, oh, the and, and the are team bad. I would be most concerned about right now is the New England Patriots, well, honestly.
0: I'll tell you this, though. And, and Joe, you brought up the Patriots, and I would make this one other statement. Two things. One, how do teams finish with games with seven points or less? That defines a lot of the season. If you look at the Patriots, they missed a field goal in week one against Miami, add add another field goal. And the long field goal, and I think the missed decision by Belichick against the Buccaneers, with the field goal weight, and not trying to go for on fourth down with Mac Jones. I think if they're playing now, maybe they put the ball in Mac Jones' hands. He gets the first down. They win that game. Add two more wins to the Patriots. But I'd say the same thing with this. And I Jeff, sure I know you're gonna to go to the Patriot thing is Minnesota Vikings. Okay. They took care of business against the Chargers this week. They had debacles on the field goals early in the season. Arizona, they should have beat Arizona. I believe there was another game. But don't be surprised this week I believe Minnesota's home if they take care of business and shock and beat the Green Bay Packers.
1: So the Vikings and, should have beaten Baltimore the week before, by the way. If anybody oh, that watched that overtime, um uh, Lamar Jackson handed them the game and then they
0: and that's the three, difference of three it, out they it right five, back to them. So there you go. All
1: I wanted to finish up this whole point is that right now currently going into week 11 there's not an odds on favorite to win a Super Bowl. That's well, all I'm really getting. But with, I hate to say that. if you if you put your money on the Chiefs in the preseason, yeah. You should be feeling was, a lot better about that today. But there is well, no the money on the
0: Chiefs now. We've got there's no, there's you know no odds on, on
1: favorite.
0: There is no odds-on favorite currently right now in the NFL. And we were just talking about We've been talking about chaos. We've been talking about pandemonium in the AFC. Well, there's a team currently, there's something brewing once again, ladies and gentlemen. They had a little hiccup last year. They had opportunities last year. Still a team that was on the cusp of making a playoff run. Well, don't look now, ladies and gentlemen, but your worst nightmare is coming back to haunt you. The past 20 years has given given many NFL fans, other than Giant fans, hell to pay and now we are looking at possibly the rebirth of the New England Patriots 2.0 new era currently going on. We've been talking about the AFC and maybe that question, the parody was more could, could be more towards the AFC because right now you have 12 teams that are, are playoff caliber teams. If I aim for a playoff fight, seven teams get in. That means five teams are, are going to be left out of this crazy, crazy AFC picture and not make it. One of the teams that is getting extremely hot right now, and I posted a poll yesterday, is this the most dangerous team in the AFC? Well, the results were 14-11 in favor of too early to tell. And I understand where people are coming from because we're going to get into it. And, yes, that is the New England Patriots. They're on a four-game win streak. But I wanted to give some stats. Currently – I know Ted has some stats for it too. Yeah, you cool. probably had a copy them right from me. That I oh, gave I was him. looking. I, I had to use my calculator last night. I usually I don't use a well, lot here, of calculator. Here, here, listen. Well, you here, can thank you for the question too, because I came up with the question, because I and you, I said here's topic, and you wrote a heart on it.
1: Real quick, what a treat! What a special episode. The Keys Brothers doing math. I love it. Take it away.
0: We're, 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 uh, we're very, we're very Statistics
1: well. 101 with Teddy we're, and Trev. Bring
0: it. Hold on. Shut up,
1: Ted. Shush.
0: Hold on. Hold on. I That's can't wait until Thursday we're, so I can punch you right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Please, bro. I'm gonna hit you're, you so hard you're, that you're, never. You're gonna, I go gonna say that point. I was gonna say something, but I don't want to. Put you on the spot in front of all the followers right now. Well, was that you wrestled me one time when I was drunk and, and no and- I was no I was gonna, <laughs> yeah so was I and I beat you. Here's the I thing swear. I was I'm gonna hit you so hard that little gray spot in your hair is gonna go flying away. You're gonna oh. finally have all dark hair. Listen I'm gonna, gonna hit you so hard I'm gonna knock your hair off your face and you're gonna look like me. I don't want to look like that. I look I look good with this beard. Anyways the New England Patriots are as handsome or as hot as the as the Keys brothers. And I should say this trio, I should say. So the past four games, they're averaging just over 37 and a half points. Defensively, they're giving up an amazing 12 and a half. But here's the thing. Their past four games, the teams they've played, combined record, 16 and 21. Not great, but they have won games against teams in the AFC and the NFC that are also fighting for playoff contention. The Panthers, the Chargers, and most recently, the Browns. Next four games. I understand why people said too early to tell. Combined record, twenty nine and eighteen. They play Atlanta at Atlanta this week. Atlanta coming off a, an embarrassing loss last week, a blowout defeat to the Cowboys.
1: We'll see how they respond. Big game. I I say this is an important game for both teams. BT does Mac Mac Jones very comfortable at the Georgia Dome. That's true.
0: There's a lot of great history as an SEC. Great. Then they play the number one team currently in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. They, the Titans come to Foxborough. Then you play the Bills in Buffalo. And you play at the Colts, another tough team. And you play again the Buffalo Bills. So we're talking about the team currently as, the, as probably the most dangerous team and the hottest team in the AFC. But are they the most dangerous team currently in the AFC with the schedule that they are about to go through, the make or yeah. break? For the New England Patriots. Let, let, yeah, me just do this quick, let me just do this quick because I know Joe will sum it all up for me at the end. So first of all, I gotta speak about Matt Jones. Okay. First oh, of all boy. here we go the Mac attack. Well absolutely the transformation. Here's what we're talking about. You're gonna look at his stats and you're gonna say they're not they don't they don't pop out you. They're not they're nothing exciting. But they are exactly what the New England Patriots are. They're exactly what they need for him and the Patriots to be successful. Here you go, nineteen to twenty-three for three touchdowns, no picks. Pretty efficient, right? You would say four picks, I'm right? Now you said something, Trev. They've won four in a row, five out of the last six. They probably could have beat the Cowboys too, so it could be six out of six. Their average score in the past four games, thirty-eight right. to thirteen. Right. Their last four. You, games, you rounded up. You rounded up. You son of a gun. <laughs> Their, their, the last, today? <laughs> their, their last four games, the total score, there's a 100-point differential. 150, yep. And now here's the most important stat, and we talk about this a lot when we talk about Giants and Daniel Jones and teams being successful. Matt Jones Sunday, 6 of 7 for 80 yards and a touchdown just on third down, and at an 82 completion percentage, only second just to Tom Brady. But we talk about this with football. We talk about this on our podcast and about teams doing well. How do you do? And I say this all the time. How do you do well on third down? How do you do well in the red zone? They scored five touchdowns in the red zone. Success. The most important things. How do you do under two minutes? How do you do on third down? And how do you do in the red zone? They one, and they did point. everything. They had one point on Sunday. Oh, and, you how do you, and, and they're successful. And here's why I say they're the most dangerous team because they don't have any stallions in the in the in the in the barn. They're just players that do everything right. They are a complete team. They have a defense that right now you don't you can't run on. You can't throw on. They gave up their best cornerback. Goodbye. Doesn't matter. They still have one of the best secondaries in football. Now I know they spent the most in free agency this year, but it's Who cares? paying off. Imagine this, the Washington Redskins, the Giants, all these teams that spend tons of money in free agency never comes together. You know why? Because they don't have Bill Belichick. That's the reason why. And Mac Jones is getting better and more confident every week. They have four running backs that could start any other week and be a 100-yard rusher. This week it was Stevenson, the rookie out of Oklahoma. Then it's Damian Harris. Then it's, then it's, then it's uh, you know Brandon Bolden. Then it's this guy. It doesn't matter every week someone, if it's Bourne, if it's – um. Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry is leading the league for tight ends with touchdown catches, seven. So, and they got Trent Brown back. I sent you guys the video. Watch him, folks, on Twitter this week. Just literally opening holes like it's the Grand Canyon for the running game for New England. They got all the pieces to be successful. They got a kicker. They got the coaching, and here yeah. they're building momentum and they're building confidence. And you, if you go look at the New England Patriots this week and go hear the players. Their quotes after the game to speak about Mac Jones. This is an all-in team. This is so, a, this team is building to success. And Trev, you are right. The cool. next four games will be a telling story. They will either be the number one seed or they'll be a seven seed. But I still think, like I predicted in the beginning of the season, they would make the playoffs, and Mac Jones would leave. give me one second. I will let you finish off this topic. I wanted to just get into this point because I know you have a lot to say, and you're a big, you have been an avid supporter since since day the one since day 1 of Mac Jones and fair enough he was right about it so far he's been uh, spot on we were wrong so far so far well yeah, we, we, we were never wrong, wrong. Went to but the best here's, here's, okay, so anyways here's my thing the reason why i say they are the most da- dangerous team cuz i think they're the most balanced team they have a great so a sense of balance with their defense and offense in the sense of yeah do they have any playmate? do they have any great dominant players on offense no but they have a lot of blue chip players their offensive line is solid their running attack is one of the best in the league their receiving core is panning out what they went in free agency Nikhil harry kendrick bourne i know i'm missing a bunch of guys but this team hunter henry's have been a huge sign in for them it's his best friend i always said a man's best friend is a dog no a quarterback's best friend is a tight end and hunter henry has been a huge bright spot for this team And their defense, they get after the quarterback. They don't give up a lot of points. I know that their opponents haven't been great recently. But still, they are dominating. They are taking care of business, turning over the ball. And they have the greatest X factor in all of the NFL. They have Bill Belichick. Anytime you can have that, a coach, a mastermind, a legend, the GOAT, you have a chance, and especially in a wide-open AFC right now, especially in AFC East, that is still for the taken. And, hell, these next four games, we're going to see the true identity of not just the Patriots, but the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Buffalo Bills, four teams that are all fighting for the playoffs, a one seed. That's what it comes down to for not just the Patriots, but those four other teams or those three other teams. So this team, the reason why I love what the Patriots are doing, and I don't say that a lot because I'm not a big Patriot fan, but I see a great balance, and I don't see a lot of glaring weaknesses. The only weakness you might say, if you still want to say, is because they have a rookie quarterback, but the rookie quarterback looks like he's been doing things in this league for 10 years. He's delivering. This team is delivering. The next four games, next five games, though, We're going to see how great or how dangerous this team really is. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, be careful because the Patriots are riding high. Joe, take it away.
1: Let me start off by saying, because there was some issue earlier in the year when I was talking about my fascination with Mac Jones, one of our own, Sander Sanchez, actually accused me of being a fan of the Patriots. I am not.
0: I'm not particularly an
1: Alabama fan. For that matter, I actually have a great deal of disdain for the SEC and its effects on college football. Mm-hmm. I've watched this kid and the way this kid's played, the way this guy's grown, and they're just constantly people are trying to make excuses for his success. All the talent around him in Alabama, Devontae Smith basically stealing a Heisman from the guy who was their front runner straight through Thanksgiving. Suddenly, Mack falls somehow to third place even behind Trevor Lawrence, okay? That was insane, and I got it. Nobody wanted to suggest that Mac Jones could possibly be in, 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 in a category that Trevor Lawrence was in. And whether he ever gets there or not remains to be seen. Whether either guy gets to that elite level remains to be seen. This kid's got the smarts and the accuracy that you can't teach. You either have it or you don't. Tom Brady mm-hmm. was a guy who had it. And nobody knew that. Even in Michigan, nobody really knew that. It it was only that Bill Belichick was able to tap in. This guy put all his money into his defense. He had to get that defense back to Bill Belichick level. And when the defense of the Patriots at Bill Belichick level, you're in trouble immediately. Now, Usually that offense also has Tom Brady on it. In this case, it doesn't. You just said it, and you're exactly right, Trevor. And I felt this way. I mean, I watched that first game, the Patriots and the Dolphins, because, sure number one, the Giants sure game sure wasn't game. on locally. And Number two, I wanted to see how this kid looked. And while he came up short in that first game, I said on the show the next day, I thought this kid looked like he belonged in the NFL. That was the thing that struck me about him. And uh, uh, Teddy sent a, a video of, of Dan Orlovsky. Uh, really breaking down what he's seen from Mac Jones. He talked about his ability to read defenses. He talked about his ability to to go through his progressions. This is a really smart guy. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the game on Sunday, you saw this guy throwing the ball into windows that were a crack open. That's what he was doing last year at Alabama. I've made this argument with people. uh, A student of mine yesterday was going to prove me wrong and show me all the times uh, that Devontae Smith had to lay out for catches to make Mac look good. He showed up with nothing in hand today to <laughs> prove me wrong.
0: I love doing. I love. You know, there's a big things.
1: difference between Baker lofting balls up and and uh, and his receivers laying out to make these unbelievable catches on eight-yard passes. You don't see that with Mac Jones. You never have. Hmm. So the idea that this guy was going to be a good pro, I was certain of that. Again, at the end of the day, will Justin Fields be better? Probably. Trevor Lawrence? Probably. Zach Wilson? No way. Um, Trey Lance? Who knows. Maybe we'll see how that plays out. This guy was the most ready guy for the NFL, whether anybody wanted to admit that or not. And I and I'm glad all the talking heads now are on board. Um, and Joe you know, I told Again, I told- th- this guy easily, this team already easily could be if you, if you flip those two close losses that they had early to wins, this is a legit playoff yeah, team that would be talking you know, about. Hold on, Joe. I also said this. The NFL
0: PFF has ranked Mac Jones on the upper echelon of quarterbacks this year based on his – All his stats and PFF and all the completion percentage, QBR ratings. He is in the top 15 quarterbacks in the league. So that means 15 quarterbacks are worse than him. He does everything that they need to do. And Trev, you and me have talked about this. Part of his success, which I truly believe, is where you go. That's a lot of things. I was going to say say this. I believe that Justin Fields was playing for New England. He would be more successful too now. And if Mac Jones were for the Bears, he'd probably be getting, getting killed because he wouldn't be oh, able yeah. to escape from that bad offense line. And and you know who was it? Um, Jared Jones wrote. You know how the league let Mac Jones just fall to 15 to New England without trading up is beyond me. It's, I mean, what what were they thinking? Because oh, yeah. because I did write this trip. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter last night. Listen, I get it. Justin Fields' talent jumps off the off, off the TV screen. Trevor Lawrence's arm strength when you see him, his size, the, the stature of him, everything he does jumps off the thing. Mac Jones looks like a poor white guy like Tom Brady did come in the league. But you know what? You can't evaluate the smarts. He was the smartest quarterback coming into this draft. And you can't evaluate how fast a guy is going to pick up an offense. And then because it's one thing. Joe, you could teach me how to do something, right? How to work yep. the radio board? I mean, you try to show Trev how to work the radio board at school. He still doesn't, still doesn't know how to do it. Because but I'm a how do you you, the you need to have talent. You got to have people like you in the background. You're you idiot! You're not understanding what I'm saying. You have yeah. talent. You just couldn't take what Joe taught you and placed it on the field, and took what you learned and and I was able to take that. What Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels have done from day one. It's like Billy Madison. They started him in first grade. Everything was within three to five yards. You remember this? Remember this? All the throws yeah. we were talking, Colin Collins was talking. Every throw was under like four or five yards. It was like the first four weeks. He didn't have a throw farther wow. than 15 yards. You build confidence. You yeah. evaluate. You let him understand. Okay, take the chop. And then and now we're in week 10. Now he's getting b- bigger throws down the field, 10, 15. Watch by the end of the season. Hill's throws will be more and more tougher and and down the field more so that this There's, is what you get. You, he has progressed and that's all you can ask for as a quarterback if you go back and look at brady's and i know he's got his espn thing tonight coming out go look at the beginning of his career and i'm not comparing anyone to brady because we get into these comparisons and they're stupid Let's just let them be who they got to be. But if you watch Tom Brady's earlier career and a lot of success, they start slow. You know what I mean? Short throws, easy throws, screens, you know. And then you build up until they get enough confidence where they're able to take the test and and pass it. And that's what Mac Jones is doing right now. He's passing the test. Let, Let me finish up with this and we'll get into our next point. Two things, two quick points. This New England Patriot team as a whole is improving each and every week. Now, I know their schedule so far has been up and down. We're going to, like I keep saying, we're going to see how great this team or how dangerous this team really is in the next five weeks. But they are improving each and every week on all phases of the football field. And my last thing, and I said this before the show where you were uh, making your dinner to Joe, there's 250 picks in the NFL draft. You couldn't have asked for a more perfect fit. For a player to go to one team, one team out of 250 picks. There was one pick. You couldn't have asked for a more ideal pick and spot. And that's where we are right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how the hell Mac Jones fell without the Patriots not even trading up for him. Hey, guess what?
1: By the way, the argument argument now is twofold. I see, I think Sander just said you can uh, uh, make an argument they still needed an offensive, uh, elite talent offensively to help Mac get to the next level. Well, look what he's doing without elite talent. Yeah. And I I think it, 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 right? I think A, that throws out the argument about him at Bama that there was so much talent around him because now he's got no talent around him. And he's still playing great. Is and talent is just not exceptional. It's not elite talent. It's yeah. nothing like he had at Bama. No. And yet his completion percentage is exactly where it was throwing to elite guys. No. The other thing I would say is this takes away the argument for the excuses we make about people like Lamar Jackson. He doesn't have any elite talent around him. Well, Mac Jones doesn't either. How's he getting it done? How is how is Lamar getting it done week in and week out? You, you don't need offensive talent to get to the next. It helps get you there a lot faster, but if you're a good quarterback, you're a leader, and you can complete passes to your teammates and not to the other team, you're going to win a lot more than you lose. Well, speaking of losing and speaking of a franchise right now that we once considered
0: was going to be maybe the next dynasty of this NFL of the 2010 era, I should say, is going on in the West Coast right now. It's the Seattle Seahawks. And, Ted, me and you were talking about this. I know we're like, oh, why are we talking about Seattle? Because it was really a big takeaway for me to see that team play on Sunday and where they played a Packers team that defensively they played great. Offensively, they didn't look good. There was opportunities for the taking for this team. We all thought back in the day this was going to be the next great thing in the NFL. Legion of Boom. They got something brewing. And now it's all sudden, well, Do they go back to square one? The reason why I'm saying this, I wrote down some stats. Is it time to go full rebuild in Seattle? Well, since 2013, when they won their Super Bowl, had one Super Bowl loss. We all know what happened with that one. One missed postseason, three divisional eliminations, two wild card eliminations. So they haven't even been to a conference title game since their Super Bowl loss to New England Patriots. This past Sunday was the first time In Russell Wilson's career, he was shut out as a Seattle Seahawks quarterback. And I also put, they have a 70-year-old coach, quarterback who is frustrated we have seen in this past offseason. I I could see it more and more adding up. They don't have a first-round pick this year. Thank you, Jamal Adams. And the defense is absolutely depleted. So this was once a team that we all considered could be, like I said, the next great thing in this league, to take over that new dynasty in, in the 2010 era, well, that's gone completely opposite for this team. Yes, they will say, "Oh, well, will they been to the playoffs?" Yes, this team has been to the playoffs. Yes, this team has won division titles, but that's all they've won. That's all they've gotten. They've never gotten anywhere higher since their 2013 loss to the Super to the Patriots. That's eight years ago. Going to be going on nine. That's nine years that this team. That we talk about each and every year, high expectations. Oh, the Seattle Seahawks! This is the year they're going to do it. They always are a Super Bowl favorite, and the same results continue to happen in January and in December, or De- December and January. It's the same results. Is it time to go all full rebuild for Seattle? And I'm talking quarterback. I'm talking head coach. I'm talking coaching staff. Start from for start for start from the beginning. Because you have one of the best viable options, trade assets, in the entire league. Russell Wilson, you need draft picks. You need a lot of help. This team's not going anywhere anytime soon. Your defense is garbage. Your only valuable asset that you can be willing to trade and seems like it could happen is Russell Wilson. So why don't you go get some draft picks? Why don't you go get a younger coach that gets into a, a younger coach that maybe wants to change up the system, change it all up in Seattle because nothing – it's not working. It's the same old song. That's it. Well, well, it's the so same you know, this, Jill, this, So this topic came out Sunday night, so I'm coming home. we talking to Trevor. We're talking about the Sunday games, talking about Seattle. I said, you know, Seattle – just one of my go, biggest takeaways. And, and it wasn't that Russ was – Russ was rusty. Um, rusty! Um, rusty! <laughs> <laughs> that's the <a science> Seinfeld <laughs> thing, go look it the up thing. You gotta see, so, but that's that's probably a perfect example of what the Seattle Seahawks right now are, dusty, the smell stink, so I was telling Trev, and then I listened to some other stuff so you got a 70 year old coach, right you got a 70 year old coach who, you know, likes to let his players be themselves the only problem with that is when you let players be who they gotta be you get an undisciplined t- team sometimes, and that's part of the, the the misfortune of the Seattle. The good and bad. That's why they've had some of the issues they've had, you know. And I'm I i do not want to make a, a cruel statement, but you know sometimes when you let, you know, the prisoner or the people run the, you know, the kids can't run the house. The parents got to run the house. That's why you have adults, all right. They they went guys, and that's why you have an issue like DK Metcalf who can't control himself on a Sunday night football and then try to come back on the field after he got kicked out of the game. It's called undisciplined called stupidity this team you got a seven-year-old coach he's a defensive-minded coach right they're 31st in the nfl in defense total defense so they're not good and they haven't been good in a while their offensive line i remember trev and me when we first started keys in city four years ago trev it was in the poll we said who has the worst offensive line the giants or the seattle seahawks i still think, i still think it's up for debate to this day well, absolutely neither team neither team has corrected him here's the thing if russ isn't cooking they have nothing Okay, they there have missed. Hands. They have missed constantly in the draft, year after year. A couple of years ago, they drafted, moved up to get Rashad Penny. Didn't need a running back. Hasn't planned. It panned out. Wasn't good. Hasn't played. Just another wasted pick. They've had because of their draft picks being so poor the past five years, they have had to overcompensate and trade draft picks to get free agents. Listen, I know we talked about the Jamal Adams move. Great run stopper. Can't guard the pass. Can't defend the pass. This league is about defending the pass. So, Just I mean, got his first pick of the season. Don't need, a running, don't need another linebacker. Need need cornerbacks. Need safeties. Guys that can defend the pass. This is a passing league. He's a, he's a liability in the passing game. They have no offense line. They have no running game. I get it. Maybe they have one of the best two combos in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. But if Russ isn't scrambling around making plays in the backyard, they got nothing. This team is really poor. Now, we'll see how they finish down the road. But if they fall down – to a stretch where they don't win more than four or five games this year. Here's an option that the Seattle Seahawks should really think about. There's a team in the NFL draft right now that is going to have three first round picks and they're all in the top 15 in the NFL draft. Yeah, they're in our division. I, I I know that. With that being said is Jalen Hurts is proving that he's a legit NFL quarterback. He might not be something great, but he's proved value to where he is. He's good enough to play in the NFL and be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now, if you want to bridge him, In Seattle, quarterback that can run around and move him, you can go get your three first-round picks and trade Russell Wilson to to the Philadelphia Eagles. At least two, definitely. Okay, probably three, because you got to think about what Watson, what people were getting with Watson. Now maybe Mm -hmm. because he's younger, but they were still willing to give up three draft picks, and the guy's got fifty-seven thousand criminal offenses against him. With that being said, is I think people would still take Wilson sometimes over to Sean Watson. But Seattle, if they fall on their face this year, Joe, and this is how me and Trevor did the conversation is, what do you have with them? You have draft picks that you seriously miss in the NFL draft. You have two good receivers. You have a bad offense line. You have no pass rush. You have a weak secondary. You have an overpaid safety in a league where, I'm sorry, the safety is not that valuable. Unless you have Ed Reed or name me a top safety that's – I mean, even Minka Fitzpatrick, he's not that valuable – Hayward Micah, Micah Hyde without. and Jordan Hyde and Jordan Poyer. They're good, but they're a combo together. They've, they've been great, those two. Yeah, well those that two was, was that was, yeah but that's also when they had uh Cam Chancellor and the Legion of Boom and their safety guy. No, and Earl Thomas. That no, that they built off. You had a guy in the box like Cam Chancellor who played the tight end, and then Earl Thomas to play the free safety and two cornerbacks. Joe, it's how, about cornerbacks and it's about pass rushers. A guy like Cameron Hayward on the Pittsburgh Steelers has more value to them than Minkah Fitzpatrick, to be honest with you. As a real football guy who knows football, he'd go ask anybody that would say he's got more value to that defense line and to that team than Minkah Fitzpatrick, and he's a Joe, safety. Joe, how do you feel about
1: this? Well, I mean, I, I have to wonder what uh, a 4-12, and 5-13 kind of season might do to Pete Carroll. You did mention that he's a, he's an elderly man. <laughs> And uh, you know, losing uh, we uh, we know Russell already doesn't want to be there. You do yeah. have you do have assets this off season that could certainly go to a contender, uh, and and could get you. And you got a lot of assets there. You know, you you build around Metcalf. Uh, you you but you've got some nice pieces. He, listen, I mean, he's, he's a one trick cool. pony. Okay, he absolutely he, is. To me, I was just power. going to say Tyler Lockett. To me, is another guy who I think would have tremendous value. Do uh, uh, you a know really I can see Tyler Lockett? The a receiver, yeah. New England
0: Patriots would fit oh, yeah. perfectly in the Patriots. Can run all. we going to run the whole. Uh, can, we round see, round. can we see? Can we see peak at the end of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson? And we are. We talk about this. How many times can you w- 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 overstay your welcome? And I feel Pete Carroll's been there for a long time, guys. We're, we're not speaking about a guy that's only been there. What's he been there? Trevor he's gotta be 10 plus years, maybe longer, right? He's been, he's I mean, been he's long. gotta be second the second longest ten-year coach, only behind Mike Tomlin in the NFL. Well, I mean, I'm not counting Bill Belichick because, you know, he's in his own category like anything else. But you know, sometimes coaches overstay their welcome. And I just think it listen, if they're gonna go rebuild, maybe they change, maybe they change coach and management and then they change their philosophy. And you keep Russell. But, I mean, you, you, Trev, you talked about this with me the other day. You could possibly have Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers the same scenario we had this offseason, again, this season. Now, maybe – if I'm Aaron Rodgers, though, I go, look, wow, I don't have my best left tackle, David Backer, and we have one of the best offense lines. We got studs, running backs. I got receivers. My coach – I mean, look at the Packers. They've got the best defense in football right now. So I don't know what Aaron Rodgers should be complaining about. And you know the Packers are going to go, and Jordan loves my future. He ain't the future. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers is the future. I was waiting for you to stop. I didn't know if you were gonna stop. I want. I. I really want to. If there's a possibility when we can, I want to see how many words Ted says in an entire show. <laughs> because it's amazing how fast he goes. He's. All, he's the Energizer Bunny. It's
1: amazing. The man's got a lot to say. And the I man's got a lot to say, say. You know you
0: what know, you know, he I, I was just thinking about you know maybe I just you know got to do my own show like after the day just go jump on the dang Facebook. Go you should do it. like a 50, twenty minute thing.
1: Like talk. Talk. I know Ted, a lot of people that would watch that. Ted's talk. Ted talks. I mean, I mean oh my god, that's the greatest thing ever.
0: Ted. I talks. mean, Robbie Clark goes Ted for president. My my problem is I speak so damn fast because I have so much and my brain's works at a high speed level. It's like a Ferrari in there. Just the only thing is though I'm like I'm like on bumper, uh, I got the bumper things in the like the Bowing so alley don't get don't give him a bigger head than he already does. Don't need to boost the ego. His ego's already at an all-time high. He needs no to come back not. to life like, no like no Seattle like, Seah- like the Seattle Seahawks.
1: They need to come back to life, okay? See, I'm sorry, you your brain's like what? <laughs> Say a Ferrari? Yeah, like what he said? Really, like, really fast.
0: Like, yeah, my brain's like a Ferrari. It's really fast. Like a all right, I just want
1: to make sure I got that quote right. All right. <laughs> a said, brain like it's a like, Ferrari. But,
0: but I said it's like, the only problem is it's the Ferrari going down the bone alley with bumpers on either side. <laughs> 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 it just goes, oh, that's great. That is great. Got it. But, okay. Okay. Well, all I was going to finish off with, when Russ isn't cooking, Seattle is very bland. It is not a, it's a very bland meal. Let's get into, well, the Seattle Seahawks are not going to be in anywhere near our top 10 list. So we're going to close out the show with our usual Ted is like, Ted's brain is like a Ferrari. What a quote. That is a quote. It's, beautiful, it's fast, but watch out baby. Your brain is beautiful. Listen, the things that come out of my mouth are beautiful. Oh. Ted, Some Ted, things can't know. always be said on live television, but it's okay. That's not good, Ted. It's not good. So, you know what? Since we're talking about you, we're going to go right into your top 10 list right now. We're going to do with the ticker is. If you could keep it up, if you could keep up with it, what do we think? Why can't you stop it? Can you hit pause? I, I mean, I edit. know what I got. but I will try so, to edit it. Hopefully. What's the matter? They didn't teach you how to do that button either in CSB? <laughs> no, it's, it's the streamer. You have the option to make it... um. Joe, you see, I, uh, Joe, I copied your philosophy. See, bud? It looks much better. Yeah. I like the way you do this. I like business. that a lot, too, yeah. <laughs> so what do we think of it so far? So, I listen, my top two were really easy. I had the Titans and Packers. I'm at the Packers and Titans. And the reason why I had the Packers is because their defense. I wrote down the stats so I can back it up. Packers' last three games, they played Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson and have given up a combined 34 points to those three quarterbacks in the past three games. Don't forget Aaron Rodgers didn't play in one of them. So it speaks even more value of how well the defense played. You know what I mean? I mean, we're talking about three legit quarterbacks right there. They have the fifth overall of defense, but I look at this defense. They've had injuries. They missed both Smith brothers. And I joke when I say the Smith brothers, I know they're not brothers. Rashawn Gary left the other day with an injury. Aaron Jones they're probably, is missing, probably missing their best cornerback in all football. and Zaire Alexander. Yeah. And they just, and they, they're legit. Their defense might be the best they've been since the Super Bowl team. And that's part of the reason why the Packers have been on such a roll. I wanted because, to ask, I wanted to ask you, why do you have the, how, how come you didn't change the Patriots? I feel like the Patriots were nine on your board last week. They were. Because why? if I'm going to put them on a neutral field, I still take the Ravens, the Buccaneers, the Rams, the Bills, the Cardinals, Cowboys. The neutral and, field? Really, uh, on, a, on a neutral film. I'm still taking. Yes, absolutely. And here's the other thing: I want to see how the Patriots do next week. Uh, uh, well, first of all, I know they're playing Atlanta this week, so hopefully they'll take care of business and they won't, you know, as we talked about parody, we won't see us you know, they debacle. going yeah. uh, yeah. But I want to. See, they haven't really played anyone true tested. They, they listen. You can only play who's on your schedule. So people will say, "Oh, they haven't played anyone." Well, it is what it is. They have to play the Jets. I'm sorry, the Jets suck. Okay. I'm sorry the Miami Dolphins, you know, they play them later. On, but I'm sorry that's who they have to play in the NFC. So they stick. beat Carolina who's in the playoff race. They Florida beat the is, Chargers in the I mean, playoffs I listen, they, and they were down to Brown. the Texans. I Listen, I get it. They were down to the Texans by 16 points. They came back and won. But a true character of their team, they came back and won and didn't lose to a team that they should have never lost to. So I got the Titans number two. Here's a stat that I thought, and maybe the reason why the Titans – are not getting the respect. The Titans defense this year through 10 games have 27 sacks. Last year as a team, they only had 19. Speaks valuable reason. This team is winning defensively. They didn't play well this weekend. Ryan Tannehill's average throw was like 4.5 yards. They didn't run the ball really that well. A.J. Brown had like one catch for 12 yards. But they're finding a way to win, and that speaks of how well they are as a team. So, listen, Cowboys, they have superstars everywhere. I think what you saw this week is what the Cowboys are really about. They're legit. And they're missing their two best pass rushers, and Randy Gregory and Demarcus Watson. And they're going to be coming back. And they're only going to get better. And Dak, and that offense is they got three number one, I mean three great receivers. They got a tight end. They got two running backs, Tony Pollard. It could be a starter. I mean, they have the best. I think maybe one, two combo and running backs. Why do you have the? Why do you have the? I'm going to ask you questions. I'm not going to have each. I'm not going to go through. I won't each here, team we'll, be, we'll be here for another. We'll be here until 2022. What's your descriptions? Oh, why are the Bills over the Rams and the Bucks? Uh, well, the Rams played last night, and I look at the Bills. Their Bills defense. I think they're second in the league in picks, only behind the Patriots. But I like the physicality of that team. I don't look at the Jaguars' loss as a true character of what the Bills represent. Well, Listen, we have it all the time. What the Rams all of a sudden are a bad team last night because they lost the 49ers. The Bucks had two. At the end of the day, those six or seven, to eight, those are my ten best teams in the league. Those are the ten teams I think have, all have a legit chance of winning Super Bowl. After that, I don't think any team after those teams have a legit chance of winning well, the Super Bowl. Well, who was the team game. that was right outside your top ten? Do you remember? I don't even remember. I, 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 I didn't even think about 11 and 12 because I didn't care. You asked for ten, I gave you ten. There you go. That's what
1: I like to hear. That's the perfect answer, Joe. What did you think of that list? Did you like it or not? I did. Yes, very much. Oh, so I, uh, I don't have any problems with that list. Again, I mean, I like I said, I think there's definitely teams that could be added to the list and some teams that could be taken off this list. Listen, and, and I don't I look think at the it would. Up... Go on, Joe. Sorry, it would still be a good list. You know what I mean? You could still have a good list here. You could, you could have the Bengals in place of the Chiefs. I wouldn't be pissed. No. Okay. And that's I, what I'm I, saying. And I think to me that's the difference between this year and last year and years past, where yes. to me, there's a few more teams where they probably won't, but I won't be shocked if they do. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals went on another run and started playing better and get back on this list. So there to me, there are teams, the Saints, that's another team. If they can get the quarterback thing figured out, they've got it, they've got one of the best defenses in the NFL. And they've got one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. And call Phil Rivers. Call Cameron. Call, call somebody. Call but someone. If Let's the call, same figure something. out the quarterback situation, you gotta you gotta Go. find a spot for them in this top ten list. But as of right now, I don't have them there. They're on the but outside looking in. You should have called Cam Newman. So Joe's
0: gotta shock didn't. Yeah, Joe's got a completely uh Definitely at the end of the list, it's a
1: little... He's got the the Patriots at the number five spot. So here, listen, here's what I decided to do. I'm not going to consider... I'm not going to consider what happened last year, earlier this year, or last week even. This is a week-to-week NFL we're in right now. And as currently constructed, all things equal, the Tennessee Titans to me are the number one team in the league. To overcome losing... Derrick Henry and not skipping a beat. I'm impressed so far. I got him at the top of the list. We talked about the Packers and, and I, I think the Cowboys for that matter. I think those are two teams that are probably the teams to beat in the NFC right now. I think the bills I'll forgive that debacle against Jacksonville, but to me, dude, the, the way the Patriots are playing, they're playing better than the Cardinals and the Bucks. How could I not acknowledge that right now? I would take the Patriots against either of those two teams head-to-head. I thought you liked the head-to-head
0: stuff, so the Bucks should be ahead of the Patriots. They, beat they them. should
1: be, but to me, the, Bucks, the, the the Patriots won that game. The Patriots won that game except for on the scoreboard. Oh, okay. They let Tom win, and that was important for Tom. He needed that. He needed the him, fact man. that Mac outplayed him... And the fact that Belichick did a number on them, that was the win for the Pats that night. And since that game, they've been one of the best teams in the entire NFL. Well, we'll see what happens
0: the next coming weeks. Maybe the New England Patriots will be on next week's top 10 list. Maybe they won't be. But with the way this NFL season has been going, we don't know anymore. Here's my top 10 list. I'm very impressed by the Packers right now. They got injuries all over the field. And they're still winning at a high rate. That defense. We is all got it. the same ten teams.
1: Yeah, and because
0: that's I think that's what it comes down to. I we think do, we, don't we? We all so, this, this is how right no, because we all truly feel that way. We all truly feel that these are the ten best teams in the league, with maybe two or three teams that are on the cusp of making well, the top. See, 10. Here's they're the thing: who's the, who's the teams on the cusp that you would even put in that I can't see Say, right uh, now? I mean, just just teams, not confidently. The Steelers, the Saints, the Chargers. See, I think don't they all know, have way too many. Don't holes know what the Bengals. Don't know what the Bengals yet because I have to see how they bounce back after the past couple of weeks. So I want to see how they bounce back. These are the, but the, I'm the not best ten teams in the football right now, without question, doubt. The Chiefs. Listen, I know we can. People are going to make an argument about the Chiefs and whatnot. The Chiefs are going to win the division. Okay, get used to it. That's the way it's going to be. They're going to win the AFC West. They're going to be the three seed. It's just it, get, get ready because the train's coming through and, and they're oh, going to get hot. Here, here goes Teddy's on the bandwagon. Listen, I mean. Me and Joe are on the Patriots. Ba- well, here's, I, I, here's I'm, the not, I'm not here's getting the on the Patriots Mahomes, bandwagon. Everything no. that we've been no. screaming about and everything else that ESPN and other people have been talking about with Mahomes about not trying to do too much. He did exactly that in the Monday night game against the Raiders. He, he checked downs, just let get the ball one two step throw, get the and ball out. The basics. Let, let the your basics. Playmakers be playmakers. You yes. know, maybe that game would have been a little different Monday night football. If Deshaun uh, Watson, Deshaun Jackson, I don't know what the hell he was doing. He fumbled the ball on the catch, it looked like he was trying to pitch it or throw it around his back. Like, that's music. what I thought too. It was such a weird. I was like, like, wait, it's like, that, score, that would have been like 24 21, I think it was, or something. And it could have been a different game after that fumble. It was never even really close. So I, have, um, I got I got the Patriots at seven.
1: I have the, them the at Cowboys
0: might be the most dangerous team, though, in the NFL, to be honest with you. And that's what's scary about being my a giant. Here's player. my thing when the Cowboys play the Packers and Rodgers, I just know that Rodgers has their number. And I'm not really worried about when Rodgers goes against the Cowboys because he just he just finds a way to beat break the Dallas Cowboys' hearts and and make me have a smile at the end of the game. So, Covington oh, versus Uzban. Uh, Covington, him and Uzma have a good – that's a – I like that matchup a lot. I would love to see it again even though they won both – even though Usman won
1: both. But that's – those are two great fights. If they see. fought 10 more times, it would be Uzman 10, Covington 0. <laughs> I, I tell you right now, to me, the best Covington could do was exactly what he did the other night. And that was to lose a close 3-2 fight. Okay. I don't think his skill set would allow him. That'd be like thinking that the giants are going to go to green Bay and beat the Packers this year. Well, speaking of
0: bad news, the giants are wearing their color rush uniforms this week. And that's bad news because the giants never win in the color rush uniforms. Why then? Why wear it?
1: Why put it in? Why even put it on? Get it out of the
0: clubhouse.
1: Why would (laughs) you wear that?
0: Come on. We We will be talking about that heavily anticipated Monday night game. Because that is a huge deal for both the Giants and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, oh, go figure. We're going to have to play the angriest team in the NFL this weekend. Oh boy! Well, you know, same thing with the Chiefs, and we almost beat the Chiefs. So you know what? Who cares? Take a kick them while they're down. Well, you saw our top ten list. That's going to change each and every week because the NFL has given those results each and every week. It's been an entertaining. NFL season, to say the least, so far through the first 11 weeks. So is college football. I said it. We will be getting into college football soon. I promise you that we will be getting into college football. It is coming down to the last couple weekends, so you know that there's a lot going on in that top four. Huge game this week in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan State. Can't wait to see it. If you want to watch college football, go check out all four downs. If you want to talk about boxing, if you're enjoying boxing, MMA, go check out throwing jabs as well. Or you could check out drawing about the G Man who gives it down, who gives the breakdown, talks a lot more giants than we do. But it's fair enough. It's called drawing about the G men It's in the title.
1: laugh last week on that on all four downs, I predicted Baylor would upset Oklahoma. But so, who did I put my money on? You put, yeah. you put Oklahoma. I took my no no sir. I put my I took the money line on Purdue over Ohio State. Ooh. Idiot I'm an idiot. I know. Don't tell me. I know. I predicted the upset, and then I threw my money on no, one that didn't yo, even come. What's worse, you making that decision? Hold on.
0: What's let me ask you before we get? What's worse, you making that decision, or are you getting demolished
1: by 60 points in fantasy? What's worse? How about I traded Jamar Chase in week two? No, you got beat by for, 60 freaking points. For Tony too. Pollard, yeah, to, yeah it's been, the, it's been to bad. the
0: co-host of this show, the Ted Keys demolish it. bro do do? how often
1: does your kicker go scoreless in fantasy my tight end gave me zero points and i my tight end it. also had zero points and i had a receiver with zero points and they all played <laughs> nobody got knocked out in the first quarter. they all I played was, four corners for no points i was, joe,
0: literally, I was literally joe picking it's just, before it, my youth joe, it's I just this one thing it's the parody in the nfl you don't know who's going to get the ball each and every you year. Know, you know who's going to win in fantasy. Screw the charity. I'm like the Tennessee Titans right now, six in a row. I'm coming for the crown. Yeah, but guess what? they will ultimately falter. I don't trust the Titans. No, um, Derek Henry's going to come back. I'm telling you, he's going to be back in January. They're going to get the first round by. He'll be perfect. He'll be back. If he comes year. back, book him in the Super Bowl. Book him. I'd like to see Titans in the Super Bowl. Why not? Patriots versus the Buccaneers in Los Angeles. Titans versus Rams in L.A. Rematch from 1999. No. Give it to me. Give it to me. Brady versus what? Belichick I in the Super Bowl. I want something totally new, bro. I want something so out of the ordinary. I want Rams and Titans. Aaron Rodgers finally plays Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. We never get to see them play. Yeah. State well, Farm will have go. the big banner across the stadium. We'll, we'll see. Because these are all, all... Extremely high expectations and possibilities. We don't know. But that's the NFL for you, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a fantastic season. Also, we'll be back. We'll be all together, actually, as the next time you see Keys of City, we'll be all together in the state of Connecticut. We will be talking about – we're going to have to talk about some baseball. Awards are coming out. Rookie of the Year was last night. Randy Rosaroni uh, got the uh, Ben Ben Simmons treatment and playing last year and then winning in his rookie year, just like Ben Simmons. Still didn't play in his rookie year but ultimately won his rookie year in his second season. Whatever. I don't understand. So Cy Young is tonight, too, an MVP. Is that all tonight? Is, is that all tonight or is that each and every night? Who's tonight? Cy Young? Let's see if a New York Yankee uh, wins an award. Maybe Gary Cole wins win Cy Young. Maybe the Yankees will go screwed again. Probably will not. And then we'll see if uh, Otani edges out Vlad for an MVP. And the big news also. Noah Syndergaard is going to the West Coast, getting signed by the LA Angels. We'll see more of free agency. Where does Carlos Correa go? Where does all that go? Thank God he's not going to the Yankees. Thank God. I'm excited. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back at the end of the week. I hope everybody has a fantastic, so far, week. But thank you for joining us. We will be back. Global Chris Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah to the city baby when you see us so you know you really viewing greatness in the making double up on facts we podcast podcasting cruise control city state the nation. so what you saying what we saying prime information facts keys to the city we're locking the statements
1: streaming every friday